0: We have hundreds of lessons with almost every aspect of the industry. Start your free month today at schoolofbookkeeping.com. Welcome back to another Workshop Wednesday brought to you by schoolofbookkeeping.com, where it's casual conversations for serious workflows. And we're joined again by uh, KG from uh, Lightspeed. How are you, KG?
1: Doing well, thanks, Dan. How are you?
0: Very good. So we are continuing our series with Lightspeed. This is part three of our series, and KG has been nice enough to join us through all of those, so you can always check those out on our YouTube channel or wherever you happen to be catching the workshop about those that have been migrating or needing to be migrating from a QuickBooks point-of-sale to another service. And in this case, we're f- focusing on Lightspeed because uh, especially the, the clientele from, from the QuickBooks point-of-sale world has been inundated with choices, I like, guess that's probably the most polite way to say it would just hey, hey, hey,
1: hey. yeah exactly
0: and uh, the main thing, and I was talking to my wife today about what a grudge purchase is nobody, uh, especially a retail establishment, a retail brick and mortar store they don't really go looking for a new point of sale system right they it's going to take an event to cause them to be able to to look to that do you see that in in the light speed world of people just looking for a, a better way, or do you find them coming to you just because they were looking at something and then decided to to check it out?
1: Yeah, I, I think it aligns with what you said. There's always an event or people typically buy out of something as opposed to into something. So, yeah. something will happen with their current workflow that'll be a huge detriment. So, like the uh, mm-hmm. camel that broke the or the straw that with the camel's back, so to speak. Right. So then that's when they'll be like, all right, I need something else. And then once right. they put their name into some sort of list, and that's where, of course, everyone starts to reach out and says, hey, notice there's a little bit of interest.
0: Yeah, my you know, my wife was like, what the heck is a grudge purchase? And the whole thing centers around an event, right? Like you, you don't go looking for a plumber until you've got a leaky sink. So you don't go looking for a heating air conditioning company until your air conditioner goes out in the middle of summer. Mm-hmm. Which all, that's always when it happens, right? It's you never, you never need those things when there's, when they're not broken. So if it's not broke, don't fix it. And it's definitely the same thing for a point of sale system, right? As long as my, as long as I'm ringing up sales, it's yeah, it's working for me. And as long as something doesn't break with that, then I'm not in the market for looking for something else. So obviously the latest trigger event, which has brought a lot of people to looking for something else is. The discontinuation of QuickBooks Point of Sale and as it, uh, a, a program that, that we talked about in our first first workshop that the big differences between uh, QuickBooks Point of Sale and, and Lightspeed where it comes to environment and back office things and then like the tasks that you do in the back office like setting up inventory and those types of things and comparing and contrasting the things that you can do but now today we're going to be talking about the things of making sales because that's that's what the name of, of the software is point it's the point of sale right is to bring up bring up sales now from uh kg from a Lightspeed percent se- perspective what is the ideal uh type of business that really you know finds itself using Lightspeed and and using it
1: the ideal customer for us internally is more anyone who's looking to improve their practice or scale their business. At the end of the day, what we offer that makes us a lot uh, very different from anything else in the industry is being able to use things like our analytics to drive that business further, not just let things like stale or, or slow-moving stock sit there and collect dust, give them reasons to put them on promotions, and then utilize, or making all those tools that we have easily accessible. That's the big one, is we want to make sure that it's not only easy for the owner to view and use it, but easy for their staff to uh, use it as well and then going down even further to the consumer level we're all consumers we all go shopping and we want that transaction part to be fast i just want to go pay and get out of there i don't want to spend too much time doing this and that and everything else but all those abilities are there for the business uh, if they decide to go any of those additional routes but the ideal customer for us if you're looking for that next step something to help scale your business and uh, utilize the tools that we need we have then that's where I, we step in.
0: So the so that's the type of type of retailer. But what type of vertical would be a best fit for something like Lightspeed?
1: Yeah. So there we do have specific verticals that we do shine very well in. It's an off a few. So things like bike, sporting goods, jewelry, apparel, electronics, vape stores, pet stores, mm-hmm. health and beauty or supplements, things like that, and then home decor are some of our biggest verticals. Uh, mainly because we cover a lot of those features that they need natively uh, without workarounds or integrations. But in this case, a, a lot of the time, it's like the know. out of the
0: box. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there is no box with mm. like, nothing to unbox with with Lightspeed, unless you have hardware. Yep. But uh, but if you just log in and, you're, mm. and you get it up and running and and start start working Absolutely. on it. So without those, when you're thinking of other types of, of, verticals, like one thing that' that QuickBooks point of sale was really helpful in, in with is like the comp, the type of company that not only sells hard goods, I buy stuff, I sell stuff on the shelf, but they also maybe have a service component of that, something like a pool company that would have, they would have a brick and mortar front for parts and those types of things, but then also have the service side of things, or if they're even creating pools or building pools, that's the word I was looking for. Actually, they have customers come in and, and design their own pool and that sort of thing. What? Where does that kind of vertical fit in with Lightspeed?
1: Yes. the If they're a service-based, then we do have solutions for that. At the end of the day, we want to be able to cover as many features because sometimes you'll have uh, a business that falls into our, let's say, apparel vertical, and they do that very well. We strive with verticals like apparel, but then sometimes an apparel store will offer things like services, hemming, uh, adjusting, whatever it is that they offer. So we need to be able to cover those bases for that type of business. And the good thing with that is that that typically ties to other verticals that do services or that are predominantly services like tailoring um, or bike shops, for example, Uh, yeah, we do cover a lot of that. And of course, we're always trying to make improvements to it um, as we use it with the customers.
0: Now, is that something that, that that Lightspeed will, will do right out of the box with, with regards to services, or Mm -hmm. is it more of as soon as you mention service uh, work orders, those types of things in, in a, in a retail shop, Mm -hmm. your best bet is looking at a third-party integration that, that integrates with
1: Lightspeed. So services is, I believe something that comes, but it is a, a module. That is unlocked. So it is very situational. Not every business is going to need or use services. So yeah, it is a module that can be added on to the business if needed. Got it.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things that I wanted to ask you about. Like what's, what's an ideal fit, retail (laughs) fit? Those that might be looking and and going, okay, I might need something, but my company does X so that that would fit in. It's always good to, to check out. Check see. it out and, and have a demo and, and just to see if it, it is a good fit uh, mm. f- uh, for your business. But if it, if it doesn't, or I'm sorry, if it, once you see it, then mm. you can make that determination, but there's yeah. just because it doesn't do it right out of the box, doesn't mean that there isn't a good, that Lightspeed yeah. isn't a good fit because of your yeah. API and partner par- partners that you work with as well. Right.
1: Absolutely. The, the way we like to position it is we cannot be everything for everyone. Uh, so we're really good at what we do natively but then we rely on things like our partners to build out and provide them advanced features for things that they want to take it uh, to the next level so things like loyalty they want to take our native loyalty and make it better there's marcelo so anything else outside of that so things like age verification or whatever it may be there we chances are we have an integration with it we have a open api like you mentioned Uh, developers and softwares like to build on it. It's open, it's free. So people will typically build an integration that sometimes we may not know about that they'll support. Uh, but then sometimes we'll work together to build an integration that we will support internally. So the the pool is very large. Right
0: now, Lightspeed is, is one of those companies that, that likes to acquire and then, and then build in the integration. You are an example of that because you came from then. And then Lightspeed using that as as its flagship product. Are there, is that for other workflows as well? Is that they're always on the lookout for things to bring in natively, even if it's not something they build, but they could bring it into the fold type of thing, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And it, it does typically come from the partner that'll say, hey, I have this customer who uses our platform, but needs to integrate to a point of sale. And we notice you have an open API. Can we make this work? And it normally starts off with the one customer. And if it's uh, valuable to them, we'll we'll most likely make it work. That's um, right. But yeah, of course. we we'll we're always open to new integrations. If anyone has a software that they're using that doesn't integrate to any point of sale that they know of, send it through. We'll make it work.
0: Yeah, because the sweet spot for, oh, I wanted to ask you this question because I was looking at your list of ideal micro verticals and then your your risky your risky verticals and obviously the risky ones are, are like the CBD, guns, firearms, ammunition, those types of things that are like a little sketchy when it comes yeah. to payment. But, but the last one on the list was high-end furniture. Was that was that typically about the, the payment side of things or that that's not a really great fit for speed itself?
1: That's a great question. It is uh, in regards to payments uh, across the payment okay. industry. And even the furniture stores will probably understand this as well, that a lot of the times it's because of the high volume of transaction. So it's not very often that someone will come in and drop $15,000 on the Fifteen thousand Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it, when that does happen, it okay. raises eyebrows at the payment processor at the bank levels. In most cases, it's not that we can't handle the functionality of the business. That's a great fit for us. One of our biggest ones is home decor and furniture uh, that we work with. But in most cases or in some cases, the high-end verticals or high-end furniture stores, they may just have a harder time getting our processing, but we do have high-risk processors that we work with as well.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to cl- point that out because when I was looking at, okay, a good fit is home decor, you know, it says to me fur- furniture. Yeah. And, and then to say a high-end furniture is not a good fit, I I yeah. thought it was maybe because yeah. They do a lot of special orders and those types yes. of things. And that's not a great uh, workflow fit for Lightspeed, but you can solve those needs mm-hmm. for those types of stores it's, it's just when it comes to the integrated payment solution and, and you Absolutely. still do have payment solutions that will work for those types of industries, right?
1: Absolutely. And again, that's where our partners come in. So for things like CBD that need high risk processing, we just can't do it with Lightspeed payments, for example. But we have partners that, that will do it, that we have full integrations with. And those ones are typically exempt of any additional processing fees because we cannot work with them on the payment side.
0: Cause normally if you, if you're not using Lightspeed payments, there's a good call out, so if you're not using, mm-hmm. the, again, the, one of the great advantages of Lightspeed is this all-in-one solution. You've got, Correct. you've got your point of sale for your brick and mortar. You've got your e-commerce mm-hmm. option for your website, so you can Within one application, you can basically sell online and in store. And -hmm. then you've also got payments between those, both of those workflows, which can allow you to accept uh, credit card payments for, for either of those two things. So you've got this all in one solution type of thing for that. And that's one of the great advantages of, uh, of Lightspeed, even comparing that to, to QuickBooks point of sale, because you've got applications that you have to bolt on in order to Mm -hmm. do. To do those things, so if you have an e-commerce website, yes, you can bring those transactions into QuickBooks Point of Sale, but you need a bridge or a connector to do that, right? So no third parties. Uh, yours, yeah. yours is all all in in the exactly. box, Right.
1: Yeah, I could manage the loyalty e-commerce multiple locations all from one link. And what makes it easier is the bills as well, right? I always like to compare it to when I combine my cell plan with my home internet and mm-hmm being able to just be with one company, one bill makes it significantly easier. So compare that to something in your business, if you could just co- consolidate all of that.
0: So when you're in that vertical that it doesn't really fit for light speed payments, you have a, a third party. Or if they say, hey, I prefer my own payment processor or something like that, or I'm in a i am in am in a, I'm in a long-term contract and it doesn't make sense to switch mm-hmm. it, You can use other payment processors with yes. lightspeed payments, but typically there is a per transaction fee from First. you, right?
1: Yes. It, it does cost us to train and support multiple integrations. Uh, yeah. In this case, there is an additional processing fee that we would charge if not taking lightspeed payments, but when it comes to the volume, there really should be no financial reason not to switch. We cover a lot of basis with what we offer with the integration. But on top of that, the savings that we offer just by offering a flat rate alone, we're doing better than 70% of the cases that we're seeing. And that's hundreds and sometimes thousands of dollars per month. Financially, there should be no reason. And we do offer contract buyouts as well. Yes. Yeah, totally. The sale team, to will help you out.
0: But when you think of all of the, like you were saying about bundling mm-hmm. all your bundling, your home and auto, if we're, we're talking mm-hmm. about uh, Patrick yeah. Mahomes and the, the, but with those types of things, when you bundle, you You've got, to, you, you actually have a shopping cart website so people can think of, okay, the money that I'm spending or have spent on my website, I could feasibly roll into my Lightspeed subscription, my, my point of sale, my payment processing, all of that under one roof, so to speak. It does add to the value of that bundle when they look at all of the other things that they don't have to have when they're doing it with Lightspeed, right?
1: Exactly. Making it of- up. That much easier.
0: And then there's only, like you said, one person to complain to.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: If, <laughs> one, if one thing goes wrong. Yeah. And that is specifically trained on all of them, right? So they're not, it's, it's, it's not like a, a lot of finger pointing goes on when it, when it comes to that. And to it, it's famous. Exactly. For finger pointing, right? Like, yeah. Oh, well, that's not our, that's not our domain. That is the payment processor. Or that's your yeah. website or that's Shopify or that's, I'm sorry, I didn't mean- say that out loud, Yeah, but so let's talk a little bit about the the sales workflows. And I know you have a hard stop at in Mm -hmm. 10 minutes, so we want to make sure we're concise, what kind of sales workflows work, work best uh, in, inside of the, this is all the point of sale is to ring up sales. What's the scope of, of sales out of the box, right? And Mm -hmm. obviously there's that caveat of if there are. Yeah, hey, but my company, yeah, but with my company does it this way there, yeah. there is the potential of third-party application or a third-party integration that will fulfill that need in inside of a, a point of light speed. There we go. Yeah. Couldn't say it, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. Natively within the platform, what you get at the point of sale transaction is right away you get things like advanced promotions to be able to sell things like buy one, get one, for example. So those ones are right out the box, a simple, basic transaction, like scanning the product paying for it, and then sending out an email, for example, instead of printing out a receipt. All of those things come natively within the platform, being able to collect customer data if you wanted to, if you wanted to continue that flow. The, the purpose of, the, of course, the sales screen is just to be as fast as possible. And you want to make those as quick and easy as possible. Again, not only for the owner, but for the staff member using it, the cashiers, the part-timers that may not be there for a long time. I need to learn this quickly. The user interface is extremely simple to, and easy to understand natively almost all the features are unlocked at that point unless of course you need things like loyalty maybe you need things like services but then maybe dependent on the business or the vertical that you're in so uh, I would always recommend bring your use case to the team and we will always point you in the direction and if we can't solve it like i said we can't do everything for everyone we have solutions in the form of integration uh, there is almost no situation we cannot cover on a retail basis with our integrations and native workarounds already
0: The most common things of, I don't track customers and Mm -hmm. I just want to ring up sales, something that is very like cash register focused of, I just need to collect money and then have a report of that, about Mm -hmm. that, that, that will certainly be be done. But then when you start adding on a little bit more complexity of, Hey, I want to track this customer's buying habits, maybe have a a loyalty or send out emails. Uh, Can you do that in? In Lightspeed, does it have an email marketing built into it that that you can do rather than having to, again, purchase another MailChimp or something like that?
1: So the good thing is that similar to, we do have an integration with MailChimp, I should note. Yeah, I'm sure you do. But that being said, uh, we do have a white label with Marcello. So it is billed by Lightspeed, for example, no third party. So it's direct integration with them. If they wanted things like advanced loyalty. We do have our own base loyalty that we offer within Lightspeed, but it is a little bit more basic, only focused on in-store. But if your business is more focused on Omni, for example, selling online, in-store, anywhere else, this connects it all. So that way the customer has the power to use their points anywhere they shop.
0: And again, I went to, I went to a a store that was using Lightspeed because of course I see, I'm always very curious about what are they using? And, and I noticed they had a little tablet. And then they were ringing up other people and they were like, do you want to join our lo- loyalty program? They were talking about it. And I was like, wait, wait a minute. I don't think, I didn't think uh, Lightspeed's loyalty did that. And that's yeah. why I understood that, oh, oh, there's a, there's another yeah. loyalty program that's out there. And they were saying all the things that it could do. And oh, this is, this is pretty phenomenal when it comes to that. And, know, it's, can, and it's like, under one people. Yeah. 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 And, and they can refer people to that. Uh, yep. But without that loyalty integration. Is there a like with customer collection of just their email, phone numbers, that sort of thing? Can Lightspeed send marketing to them or not, does it
1: not natively? No. So, our tool is more focused okay. on the in store customer and inventory. We do have a loyalty program, but it is not a marketing tool. The main reason why is because once you get into things like marketing, you really want to track your ROI. And uh, we just don't have the capability to do that. So, that's where things like Marcelo come in. The loyalty plan is great. If you're just looking to support, let's say your local community, right? Mm-hmm. In that case, it's, it works perfectly fine for what you're looking for. But if you want to branch out more yeah. online, things like that, then we have tools to facilitate.
0: Yeah. And QuickBooks point of sales loyalty, it does have a loyalty, but it's very mm-hmm. rudimentary, right? It, it must be very, very similar to turning their purchases into some kind of currency. And exactly. that could be points that turn into dollars off or, or, more or small. something like that. and then. They'll have an integration with something like constant contact or something like yeah. that for the marketing side of, of those types of things, but exactly you can still collect customer information in light speed without those things, Absolutely. but what you do with them then becomes up to you, and you're taking the mindset or the stand yeah. the mindset that yeah. hey, use that's where we where we end right? We'll collect the information, but not necessarily give you all the great tools to do something with them because there are other players in the field yeah. that do that better than we do and that's very overarching I think that's very a good a good way to to think about
1: yeah it does to give you a little bit more an idea of which direction you want to take it because a lot of new businesses will start off and of course they just want to at least have a customer base because once they have that base let's say first hundred first couple hundred customers then they could start discussing all right I want to start bringing these customers back how do I do that? with X tool, go ahead and use the tool, dump your customers in there, and then you'll start putting them in things like automated marketing. Who clicks the emails? Right. Who refers their friends? Who collects points? Then you can start, again, even tailoring those marketing campaigns even more specifically. It really does take it to the next level.
0: Yeah. And then one of the last things I wanted to talk about is, mm-hmm. and this kind of flows into because MailChimp is an intuitive mm-hmm. product, right? So now they spend a lot of money acquiring yeah. MailChimp. And then of course there's that whole marketing side of things where, okay, I can do some of these things inside of my QuickBooks because I can track the customer purchases and that sort of thing. just want to forewarn people the way that those things were sent over from QuickBooks point of sale to QuickBooks was typically in a summary fashion, right? So you weren't necessarily, you weren't necessarily tracking every customer purchase over into your QuickBooks. And Lightspeed functions much the same way where at the end of the day the quickbooks integration with quickbooks online is going to be the end of the day type of thing you're not going to be tracking mm-hmm. your individual customer sales in your quickbooks because one yeah. that would just make it the file huge and mm-hmm. in quickbooks online it would make things slow and then that would be horrible right
1: <laughs> yeah a lot of manual work uh, a lot of man hours
0: right so it's the same thing for Lightspeed as far as the integration into QuickBooks when it comes to the end of the day.
1: So are you talking about the actual integration itself with QBO? Yes. Yeah. So the integration, what we push is what's needed from our end. Like we don't push everything that needs to be sent over over there just because QuickBooks just needs things like, for example, the sales ledger, payment processing that was accepted, invoices, things like that. We don't necessarily need to send over, you know. How well did this one product sell? That's right. the kind of stuff maybe we'll keep yeah, internal. You're
0: not going to be doing your inventory tracking inside of your QuickBooks online. You're going to be doing that inside of your point of sale and your Lightspeed. Exactly. So you'll get more, more usable data out of your Lightspeed over over <clears> your QuickBooks. So what sends over to, to QuickBooks is more of the end of day, daily sales types mm-hmm. of things. And then you'll be able to take it from there. Like it's a relay race. It's, it sends a baton yeah. over to
1: Passing it on to QuickBooks. Yeah. Use the, uh, use the tools for what them. they're good for. Yeah. Exactly.
0: But I know you got a hard stop, and you know, I appreciate yes. you joining us uh, here today, but uh, nice. we'll wrap this up next week with with our last part four of uh, migrating from QuickBooks Point of Sale to Lightspeed with our, with our special guest, yes. KG. Nice. And uh, we appreciate you joining us uh, today on the workshop, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>